Hey, Michael, this is Tony Taylor calling from uh, White Rock, BC, Canada. Hi, Michael, it's Dawn Berry from Sunridge, Ontario, Canada. Just wanted to touch in and let you know how much I really enjoyed being on your podcast, The Tangled Mind. It was an amazing opportunity to be able to share with your audience, to be able to share with you and to uh, collaborate. And when we do that, it makes a big difference to somebody somewhere in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Tangled Mind Podcast, a platform that I'm providing people with mental health issues or even family members to come along, talk about whatever they want, whenever they want, and see if we can help other people out from all around the world. Good evening, one and all. Welcome back to the Tangled Mind Podcast. This episode, I have been looking forward to recording this for quite a long while. On this week's show, we've got husband, father, we've got an ex-professional golfer, and in my opinion, a true inspiration to many with what he does. Um, I'm just going to jump straight into this because I am excited to hear what he's got to say. So how are you, brother? I'm doing amazing, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Michael. I'm I'm like, uh, you know, we've been talking for a little bit and going back and forth. So I love what you're doing. I think you got a lot of positivity going out there. So here I am, man. I'm excited. No, it's it. I am looking forward to this. It's uh, we we've been on and on and off talking since November um, last year, and obviously with us both being quite busy with work and obviously our other stuff. Now we've got time to record, which is great, and I, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say. So, for the listener. Obviously, do you want to just introduce who you are and a bit bit of background about you first? Yeah, so you know, I'm I'm just a normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like to refer to myself as a, a, a just a little Mexican kid that grew up in a farming town in Northern California and uh, has kind of figured out how to get through life. And I'd like to think I'm somewhat successful. And um, so that's just who I am. You know, pretty simple. I like to keep myself pretty basic. <laughs> I know that's not what today's world is all about, but I try to keep it that way. Um, but yeah, I have a company called Ground Zero. Um, it's Ground Zero with Raphael. And uh, I was inspired to start this organization um, probably about 18 months ago, almost two years now. And officially started the corporation during the pandemic, right? Um, and it's really just a platform to inspire people, motivate people, Um do some coaching, some mentoring, just to try to get the best version of yourself. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with how to do that. And a lot of times it's a little push. It's not much, doesn't require a lot. Sometimes it's just a little piece of advice, uh, maybe some experience that I've been through or was able to provide some insight on. And so it's really the whole inspiration. It's really just about getting people to be better about themselves and produce the best version they can of themselves to be successful. And, you know, have a podcast, also a weekly podcast that we put out. Um, it's called Digital Dimes Podcast. It's on every major platform. And so I work with a couple of guys out of LA. Um, really good dudes. We got a great, we gel really well. We got great chemistry. So very like-minded. And we're at different stages in our lives and our journeys. So it works really, really well. And that's really what I'm all about, man. You know, just preaching positivity and, and, and trying to put the good word out. Well, keep doing what you're doing because I've been following your stuff, like I say, for probably about probably about six months prop, like properly. And I, I love what you do. Um, and obviously I'm following you Appreciate in on it, Instagram and get, checking out your stories and your IGTVs and all that sort of stuff, which it, it helps me as well. 
Um, so obviously just uh, like the stuff that you're saying. So I know previously we, we've spoke before anyway. So one of the things that we did speak about is uh, being a professional golfer. So yeah. tell us a bit more about that. What, where did that, when did that start? Like what made you get into golfing? So I actually picked up the game when I was in my freshman year of college and uh, I was going to school to be a physical education teacher. Mm-hmm. So one of the prerequisites was to learn different kinds of sports and, you know, how to create action plans and stuff like that and learning plans for the, for the different sports that you did. And so, you know, golf was one of them. I'd never played golf my entire life prior to that. Uh, I was 19 and uh, just picked up the club and kind of just fell in love with the game. And so I just played a lot, practiced a lot. It was just something I did to enjoy myself. And I got really good, really fast. Um, I've always been pretty athletic. So uh, I just kind of the way that worked out and then started working and was working professionally and golf was a big part of that. And so being a pretty good player helps when you're out there trying to sell stuff, you know, get to spend a lot of time with clients. And well, so I, I did that for a long time. Go ahead. As you say, with, with the golf, like, is did you play in any major like leagues or anything like that? Yeah. So I um, did that for a while. And then one day I came home and told my wife, Hey, I'm going to play on the PGA tour. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good enough to do this. You know, I think I can make this happen. And so she made a commitment to me. And so we did it and we went out and played, man. And I struggled and worked hard and practiced every day. And, you know, there's a, uh, there's certainly a glamorous side to professional sports. You know, I played soccer at a very, very high level. I played at the Olympic level and the junior national team level prior to that. Wow. Um, you know, I've been very athletic. I had to have a second degree black belt. Um, so I've always been really super motivated by sports and athleticism and things like that. So golf didn't, I don't, I don't want to say golf came easy because I do believe it's the hardest game in the world. I don't think it's the hardest single action in sports. I think that's hitting a major league fastball, but um, it is the hardest game. There's no doubt about that. I don't think anybody argued with me on that one. Um, and I just gave it a run, man. I put everything I had into it. You know, um, I did well, can't complain. You know, I did, did it for a long time. And it just got to the point where I was spending so much time away from home and I had a newborn child at home and uh, I was missing stuff at home. And I just found more value and being at home and being a father and being a husband than trying to play out on tour every week. And so I just made a complete career change for myself and uh, just brought myself home because that was just more important to me. Just, just on the back of that, and obviously being away from home, I, I'm a father of three myself. So I know that being making sure I've got that work-life balance and being able to have the family time and, and the time at work is, is important. But obviously, for the for you guys that were on tour all the time, obviously this this podcast it is a mental health podcast as such. Yep. Obviously, we talk about stuff. Did you find that many of uh, the sports personalities and the, the the professionals were struggling because they're away from the families, or, or what was there, what did you see on that side of it? Yeah, I think professional athletes in general just struggle mentally every day. Period. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the ones that can kind of figure it out for a little while. I mean, you see guys look um, specifically in golf, right? You'll see guys that go on a tear for 12, 18, 24 months. They rise to number one in the world and they're killing it. They're with, they, they've got a chance to win every single week. And 
they rarely finish out of the top 10. And so they've figured out how to minimize every single distraction, almost down to zero, and only focus on one thing. And when it comes to mental health, right, that's a big thing. And most people aren't in a position to only be able to focus on one thing. You know, as we're, we, you know, we're family men, right? We got kids and there's a lot of distractions. So you have to be able to control all that. Um, and so I think the way you do that is to really focus on where the value is and what you find valuable, what's important to you, and then just focus on those things. You don't have to change everything at once, right? It's just changing, you know, I've been saying it a lot lately, but it's a, it's a, a hard truth. Find one, two, three things that you can get 1% better at. Just find a couple yeah. things and then work on those things and get 1% better. And then work a little bit harder to get 1% better again and again and repeat the cycle and then before you know it you're really good at that and then you get really good at it like anything else it gets easier right yeah, yeah. it requires less attention it requires less focus and so because it becomes second nature for you and then once you do that then you pick two or three other things you want to work on or maybe it's just one just figure one thing out and then work on that and then that's how you get better i think that's just ultimately how you do but at the end of the day you have to make the decision to want to get better and struggling with, with mental health is a very, very difficult one. Um, you know, I lost a brother to PTSD and suicide. So, you know, I understand um, from, from the survivor's perspective, how difficult it is and how challenging it is and how, you know, three days prior to the incident, we had a long conversation. He was good. We were in a good place. We were happy. We were making plans and, you know, 72 hours later, he's gone. So it, it's a, it's a bitch, man. You know, it really is. And you have to figure out how to work through those things mentally, because if you don't, they'll crush you. So it's super important that you work on your mental health. I agree with that because obviously for you, obviously, yes, you, you lost your, your brother and obviously, um, uh, sorry about that it's it's a horrible thing to have to go through but for me like my dad he's the one that suffers not necessarily myself but it, mm -hmm. it does have that knock-on effect with the rest of the family and and yeah. their family and friends and I, I found more so now because obviously we're in it over here and we're still in lockdown because of the covid and everything else but right um it's like for me my parents live 300 miles away from me so I've not seen them for what just under a year now, about a year ish. Mm. So yeah, which is tough. It, it, it's tough. That in itself is tough because it's like yeah, for me, I'm I'm 28, 27, nearly 28, and I've always spent Christmas with my mum and dad. And this Christmas yeah. just gone it was the first Christmas I've not seen them at all, apart from being on Zoom and being able to have chats with them that way. It's not right. the same. And obviously, no. for my with my dad being ill mental ment um, suffering with his mental health because he's got bpd borderline personality <clears throat> disorder he he does have tendencies of wanting to like trying to commit suicide so right. obviously for me being all the way up here i'm trying to support my mum because my mum's living with it 24 7 and it right. does it, it it fucks with your brain it fucks with your head and, oh, it, and yeah, you're like yeah. and you're like jesus like I just yeah, want to go see absolutely. them, but you can't. So I, yeah. I get what you're saying. So obviously 
that's one of the things that we've said previously. Obviously, you said that how mental health affects you and how you see mental health was different to how most other people see it because most other people are seeing it from their point of view and they're the ones that are suffering. How, how did it, how, how did, how has it affected you? I mean, it's, you know, I'd never want anybody to go through what I've gone through, you know, or my family's gone through. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible experience, man. I mean, it, it, it can crush you. Yeah. And, and in some ways it does, right. In some ways there's nothing you could do about it. It's going to crush you emotionally. Um, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves has this great quote. He was asked what he thought about death. And his response was, I don't know, but what I do know is that the people that are left behind will miss me. And I was like, shit, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's there. And if you think about it that way, it's like, you know, for a lot of people, look, you know, that the, the big S word, the suicide word is, is the solution to that for whatever they've got going on. And when you're thinking about that, I can only imagine that you're not thinking about everybody else, right? You're just thinking about yourself. And in some ways it's very selfish, but in other ways it's that you don't know what the alternatives are. Yeah. So I think if you're, if you're someone that's supporting somebody with, with serious mental health issues or just even struggling just a little bit, you know, I think you have to have like this just ridiculous amount of compassion and understanding and really, really try to see things through their perspective, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to connect with them. And, you know, I say it all the time that it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't take much, right? It could just be you walking down the street or in a pub or a grocery and you just smile at a perfect stranger. You, you don't know, but you might, you might've just saved their life. You have no idea. So, so why not be that person and why not be that compassionate, caring, loving, understanding person and, and look, it's hard too. It's hard to do that every day, right? It can be, it can weigh on you. It can get stressful. It can be a huge burden on your shoulders. If you, if you read into it too much sometimes, and that takes a lot of work too. But I think that the more people do those kinds of things, the more that people that struggle with mental health and especially in your family, right? Yeah. Um, I think it just helps and it's just, it's a struggle. And I think it just all comes down to mindset. A lot of times you get into these places and it's just a culmination of a lot of little things. It's usually not some huge catastrophic um, emotional burden or this episode that happened. A lot of times it's a lot of little things that culminate and they just build up and build up and build up. Um, and look, don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's just this seriously traumatic incident that happens. And so I think it's probably, you know, maybe now that I'm more talking about it out loud, it's probably 50-50, right? Half the people have some traumatic experience and the other half are just a culmination of things over time that just kind of start wearing on you and wearing on you. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, man. It's really, really hard. It's, um, and when I work with people, you know, through my mentoring and my coaching, some of those people that I work with do struggle with some mental issues and mental health and it's really just trying to get them to understand a different perspective and just to see the world in a little bit different shade of color so that they can work their way out of it. Cause you have to want to, if you don't want to, um, it's going to be really, really hard. And, and I understand there's some people that have some physical and chemical imbalances that they can't deal that, you know, they can't fix on their own, but you have to be willing to go get some help. Uh, I agree with that. There's, I say it all the time. I I actually um, 
alongside my mum, I run a peer-to-peer support group. Obviously, I'm not physically qualified myself, but I, from my own experiences and my mum dealing with it, we try and support. Well, you know how to love, right? Exactly. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, from, from our experiences and being the sort of people we are with that want to help and care about other people, um, and the way that they're feeling, we set up a peer-to-peer support group. So once a month mm-hmm. we get together, and oh, at the awesome. minute, at the minute, there's about fifteen of us that have come onto it and just talk and open up mm-hmm. and get just get chatting about it. Not necessarily about their mental health, but whatever they want. Right. Um, right. And the feedback from it, it's been going for about five months now, um, and people are people are loving it. People are coming back every month um, and people are more and more people are joining. So it's great. Oh, you got to get me on that. I'd love to be on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the the links and the date uh, that it's like once a month. I've got all of the dates booked in. Um, I can send you the, the link and everything. Yeah. We'll get you on. Yeah. 100%. yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and a lot of times, look, that's all somebody needs. It really is, you know, you don't need to go through this entire like, you know, life coaching experience and have a, you know, this whole life altering moment. Sometimes it's just listening to somebody else and knowing you're not alone. I think a lot of that, a lot of mental health issues come down to people feeling absolutely alone. I, I agree with that because, yeah, I agree with that massively. And one of the one of the things that is great and it's it's actually our main like slogan as such for the peer prepare group is mental health. It's good to talk, but you can just listen. Right. So, so obviously for people that are coming onto the group, they don't have to sit there and talk and interact with us. They don't even have to put the camera on. So we don't need to see who they are. They can literally just sit there and listen to what everybody else is saying. Cause if it helps them, it helps them. And that's, yep. that's the main get main aim for it. So no, it is yeah. just coming on to, your podcast then so the digital dimes podcast you said yep. um mm-hmm. when did when did that start then when did you actually start that <clears throat> so you know look a lot like uh you know the universe is a, a fickle place but i think the universe uh is always trying to put us in the right place and connect us with the right people and so uh, i'm not sure if i reached out first or they reached out first and it just kind of came across and you know, they reached out one day and we started talking and they're like, we'd love to have you on the show. And so we, we coordinated that, you know, a lot like you and I have, I went on the show, we had a great show. And, um, maybe like a month later, they had this short episode that I listened to on my commute to the office. And then I reached out. I'm like, you guys have so much content in this 25 minutes. I'm like, you know, I'd love to break this down for you guys. It was really just coming from a mentorship point of view and just kind of like, Hey, you have all this info and you've kind of, you've touched on it all, but you really haven't broken any of it down. And, you know, you guys should. So um, we talked about that and then we created a series called the breaking bad series Yeah. through that one 25 minute episode. And then we did five shows based on that 25 minutes and we broke each segment down. And then after that, they asked me to be on the show full time. So I've been on it since then, and uh, we're up to episode 51. We record every week. So that's how it's kind of worked out. But I think the universe is just that place that puts people together. So, you know, social media had a big deal, big thing to do with that, big part of that. And, you know, so I use Instagram quite a bit, use Facebook, um, you know, as you know. So 
that's really how I kind of get the message. It seems to be working pretty well. So what's the, what is the main aim of the podcast? Is there any, do you just talk about everything? Do you just talk about it more for the listeners? Really? I, I, I've listened yeah. to a couple of the episodes or, or myself. So yeah, I, I, I know, but for the listeners that potentially will want to listen to your show, what's, what's it about more than anything? Yeah. I mean, we go through a range of topics and the, the whole concept behind the show is your best version, how to create your best version of yourself and just work hard at it. And so we just try to give a lot of experiences and, you know, ideas on how to work on things, um, tips, ideas, structure. You know, we get we get into some some topics pretty deep, some pretty heavy topics about our personal experiences. And so we're really just trying to give people a platform to go listen to and maybe pick up on something that changes their life and they can apply to themselves to get better. So that's really what the whole idea behind the podcast is. And what platforms is the podcast on for where, where can my listeners find it? Yeah. Anywhere really we're on every major platform right now. So we've been talking about maybe minimizing that a little bit, but then we go back to, well, they were not accessible to everyone. So, I mean, you can go to Spotify, uh, Apple, iHeart, Buzzsprout. I mean, you name it. It's we're there. on every, every major <laughs> platform. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> One of the things that you you touched on briefly at the start of this episode was you started a new business venture um, with Ground Zero um, yeah. during the pandemic. So obviously that started during the pandemic. How's the pandemic affected you or is it not? How is, has that been business-wise for you? Um, I mean, obviously, look, you know, when, when I kind of got Ground Zero off the ground and running, I had booked a few public speaking engagements. So things were going really, really well, especially very early on. And, uh, you know, those were canceled because of the, because of COVID. So you have to adjust. And I think if you're really passionate about something, you'll find ways, you'll get creative, you'll figure it out. And so, you know, one of those uh, events was completely canceled. Another one we turned into a Zoom and had great participation. Um, probably more participation by doing it through Zoom than we would have had by in-person because just people couldn't travel. So um, even regardless of the pandemic situation. And so really it was just kind of like, okay, what do I do now? And how do I keep sending the message out? And so for a little while, I just kind of just kept posting on Instagram and just posting videos up and, you know, trying to be, give insight and, you know, being trying to be motivational to people and that sort of thing. And then it just kind of just kept evolving and I just kept putting myself out there. I kept reaching out more and more to people on social media and, you know, just putting it out. And so it's just kind of grown. It's just, it's been very, very organic. Um, I don't do a ton of advertising. Uh, I don't really do any, ad any advertising at all. Um, and really it's just about talking to people and putting it out there and just not being afraid to say, Hey, look, you know, check out my page. Tell me what you think. You know, if you like it, great. If you don't, you know, if you like it, hit a follow, make some comments, share it with your friends. If you don't, it's okay. You know, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to impact everyone. Uh, I'm just trying to impact one person at a time. So if I could do that, I'm doing pretty good. Well, you've definitely done that because for myself, for one, I, I've, like I said at the start, I've, watched quite well pretty much all of your IGTVs your little short videos just took like a bit of inspiration in the morning on the way to work that sort of thing <laughs> and I I think it's great what you're doing um and I, I it, everybody needs to go and check out your page and have a look at it 
for that's awesome man thank you no you're more than welcome obviously for for the listeners and anybody else where can they find you yeah so i mean i'm on instagram so instagram is ground zero underscore because they like their underscores but it's ground zero with Raphael. if you just search that you'll find it um obviously click on it follow if you like something you want to comment great on facebook it's Raphael bets and then on our podcast is obviously on all major platforms but we do have a website for it so it's just www.digitaldimespodcast.com and uh, my website is g0rb.net so you can go to my website you can go to my instagram all the links are everywhere so you the easy route is uh, instagram or facebook and you can click on all the links and pretty easy to find me from there so if you want to send a message or email it's all accessible well, what I'll do is I'll drop in the description of the podcast, I'll drop all of the links and everything to be able to reach out to yourself. Um, and obviously they can get in touch should they, should they need massive thank you and to you for taking time out of your day because you are a busy guy, you, you have got a lot on. And taking time out of the day to come and just have a chat, I've, it's one that I have really enjoyed. And... Oh, no. for you to come on I appreciate it, it even if even if we can help someone somewhere in the world then we've done the right thing so again i just want to thank you for obviously coming on and taking the time out of your day to time man i really appreciate it um i'm super grateful so you know hopefully we can connect sometime in the future and we'll just keep up uh, we'll just keep working at, at trying to change someone's life 